0: Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast that talks about the mysterious world of divorce and uncoupling and living happily ever after heartbreak. I am your host, Hannah Harvey. I am a writer and an award-winning blogger. I am also the founder of the divorce retreat Heartache Hall, which you can find at heartachehall.com. It would make my day if you could subscribe and leave a review so more people can find this podcast. I would also love to hear from you. So contact me through Instagram at hharveywrites with your stories of divorce and heartbreak, any thoughts you might have on the episode or even questions you might want answering. And as always, you can find all the details from the episode in the show notes hello and welcome to happily ever after the podcast where we explore all things divorce and heartache but leave with hope i am your host hannah harvey and today we're talking about how to thrive during your divorce so people often ask me what i think the magic steps are to thriving during this particularly shitty time um And it's quite hard to define because obviously each person is different. But yeah, I've narrowed it down to what kind of worked for me. So I'll talk you through it. So the first thing I found is that you really have to acknowledge how you feel. Uh, I've talked at length in a previous episode about grief and the stages of grief and how I felt and what I did so if you want to hear you know, more about this in much more depth, then you can head over there. But basically, the breakdown of your relationship is a big deal and it can be hugely traumatic and it can bring up big emotions, you know, anger, resentment, pain and guilt, hopelessness. Yeah, you name it and you can probably feel it at some point during your divorce. So for me, a huge part of thriving through your divorce is accepting how you feel and not trying to paper over the cracks or just power on through. Um, And it might feel counterproductive and like you're not thriving at the time and you might feel like a complete waste of space. But the good news is, is you won't feel crap all day, every day. And feeling good and positive is more likely to happen if you've spent time acknowledging how you feel. Um, if you do feel crap for extended periods of time, then this is when you need to seek help, which I'll get on to in a moment. The next thing I think is really important is to take your time. Living in a state of limbo is like literally the worst. I hate it so much. As soon as there is change afoot, I naturally want everything sorted yesterday and there just isn't enough hours in the day to do all the stuff I want to do. But getting divorced has forced me to chill the beans. You just can't rush this stuff. You can't rush the legal stuff, you can't rush court and you sure as shit, can't rush grief. It'll happen when it wants to. So learning to sit in that uncertainty has been huge for me. Learning to sit in that uncomfortable um, feeling that you know stuff has to change but you can't do anything about it has been really big learning curve. But as soon as I was able to accept what I could control and not obsess over the things I couldn't, I was able to find space to breathe and to thrive. Which brings me on to number three. Reduce stress as often as you can. So I spent a lot of time doing things like yoga and meditation and it's been really big for me. I used to do it reluctantly before my divorce but I found the chatter in my head was a bit too distracting and disturbing to really enjoy it. But once I was in a place where I physically needed to reduce stress and to slow down and to listen... It's been a real game changer for me and I can now almost zoom in to how I'm feeling and calm myself down in a matter of minutes. So I highly recommend finding your thing that helps you do that Um, and if it can involve movement then that's even better. Even something like going for a walk you know you need to do something I would recommend just go for a walk because it's so incredible for moving you out of that emotional stuckness. If you feel like you're stagnating or, you know, stuck in a particular emotion, get moving. Get some wind in your hair and, you know, get into nature. The next thing that I think is so important is to get help, whether it's financial, legal, or practical. It's really important. Um, a little while ago I read a book called Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid and there was a few quotes from that book that really struck a chord with me at the time. I don't want to give away the plot or anything like that but there, there is a death and um, basically the older sibling needs to take charge. So this is what she says. When there is only you, you do not get to choose which jobs you want. You do not get to decide you are incapable of anything. There is no room for distaste or weakness. You must do it all. All of the ugliness. All of the sadness. The things people can't even bear to think about. You must be capable of everything. That for me was like, oh wow do I? (laughs) Shit. And it really struck a chord with how I was feeling at the time which was I've got to do it all on my own and I've got to be capable of everything and I've got to be strong and you do but you don't have to do it alone. You can get help and I think a really great mantra here that many people but especially women might need to hear is it's safe for me to get help. And I am so passionate about this topic that there is a whole episode on building your team because it's really important you're not alone. And on that subject, the next thing on my list is speak to friends and family as much as you can. This was a big um, like suggestion from my therapist At times when I was freaking out, he was like, speak as much as you can, get it out. It is essential if you want to thrive during your divorce is to talk and talk and talk and find your voice. Get a coach, speak to friends, get a therapist, write in your diary, speak as much as you can and you will thrive. The final point on this is to prioritise joy. And this was another lovely quote from Malibu Rising that I liked. Basically, she's noticing that her siblings want to just hide away and push away all joy because they feel like they shouldn't be, you know, enjoying life. And what she says is this. She understood then in a way that she did not before, that she did not have room to flail about. She had to model for her siblings, what she wanted them to do for themselves. They would not be okay if she was not okay. So she had to find a way. And then what they do is go off and like do the thing that they love and they do it together. And I think that's so important to model for your kids, for your friends, for anyone is to prioritize joy and find that space in your life where you're doing something that you really love. Now, after this little break, I'm gonna talk about some of the stumbling blocks to thriving in your divorce. So I'll be back in a sec. I just wanted to tell you quickly about my divorce retreat, Heartache Hall, because tickets are now on sale and I'm really excited about it. So divorce is shit, right? You wanna hide in a cave, And I don't think it's just me who feels like that. But you also have loads of practical stuff to sort out, some of which you might have zero experience in. Legal and financial management springs to mind. To survive my divorce, I threw everything at it. I spent a lot of money on different things and learned a lot of lessons the hard way. Now, I know there are many retreats out there, wonderful retreats that get to the heart of your pain but it was also the practical stuff that I struggled with, particularly around money. Heartache Hall is basically the retreat that I needed, that I didn't even realize I needed. And in my opinion, it's the perfect combination of emotional and practical support. It will save you so much time and heartache and even money because you'll leave with a really clear plan. And the really priceless thing for me is that you'll find your tribe. A group of women who are going through the same things you are and together, you can support each other as you navigate your divorce. At the retreat, you'll learn how to manage your emotions. You will have tackled your blocks around planning your future and have learned some critical mindset adjustments that give you permission to create the life of your dreams, to connect to hope and to prioritise joy. So, if you visit Heartache Hall, you can get loads more info, that's heartachehall.com. You can book your tickets there and you can even organise a call with me to see if you think the retreat is a good fit for you. Um, Also, feel free to message me through the chat. Okay, so we've been talking about how to thrive through your divorce, but I also wanted to touch on a couple of the things that can get in the way. So, yes, divorce can often become a battleground. And a really difficult part of this is that it's also damn personal. You're up against the person who was your, meant to be your soulmate, um, the person who had your back. And it's really sad and it can be really hurtful. And yeah, when you've spent a long time with someone, they also know all about your triggers, the things you fear most about yourself. And they may want to poke those wounds because they are hurting two. I'm not preaching here I'm just kind of trying to work through some of the emotions and things that I kind of found helpful and I think one of them was to change my mindset from it being a business transaction rather than a personal one. So thinking about what do you need to secure your future and your children's future and it's not about greed or selfishness it's about what's fair Um, and what's fair in the eyes of the law. The second thing was working on my confidence through therapy and coaching. You're gonna need a lot of confidence at times to just exist and to be part of this process when you might feel like you're being manipulated or you're being triggered. And it may take a few mindset shifts. Maybe you feel like a greedy bitch. Maybe you're in scarcity and worried about everything running out or that you'll never earn another penny. But working on your confidence and knowing that one day you'll be divorced and you've got a plan in place will be really, really important. And the last one is basically the same with the last one of my how to thrive and that is prioritizing joy if you can connect with friends with movement and meditation and whatever else that brings you joy or connect to your true calling by taking time to get quiet and listen because you can't rush this stuff it's all about creating space in your life to still have fun it doesn't all have to be sad so i want to end on a rupaul quote which i love which is You can look at the darkness, but don't stare. It'll make you crazy. The solution is to create magic. Create environments where you can find joy because you can create joy. All right, gorgeous. Go and slay. Have a great week, and I will see you next week for another episode of Happily Ever After with me, Hannah Harvey. Don't forget to review and subscribe, and if you've got a friend who might enjoy this, please recommend me. Have a listen too. You can get in touch either through Instagram at hharveywrites or via my website hannaharvey.uk and I would love to hear from you and any thoughts you might have about this week's episode or questions you might want answering but otherwise see you next week